Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Hey all, Baruch Levy B here from Soul Centered and the Defiant Spirit. I want to share with you today a very interesting podcast. I bet you'll never hear this one anywhere else. And I want to talk about the Enneagram of John Cougar Mellencamp versus Barry Manilow. Why in the hell do I want to talk about this particular topic? Because I like teaching the Enneagram through the lens of pop culture. I think it's just a fabulous way to make it stick. It's practical. You get to go out into the world and do exactly what I tell people not to do, which is reduce people to numbers. And I don't do that to reduce people nearly as much as to make sense of how they move through the world. I can better understand them, their music in this case, the way they operate. If, I'm, if I have interactions with them, not that I'm gonna with Barry or John, um, I can speak their language. Also, um, you know, I don't have their number. I, I can't know somebody else's number. Only they can know it. But it helps me go through a process to get to know them. And I'm going to share with you that process in this particular podcast. So if you're watching, you'll see a slide in front of you. If you're not, I'm happy to send you the slide or you can get it at thedefiantspirit.org under the podcast page at the very bottom. But you don't need it. You can just listen and I'll talk you through it. And if you're looking, you'll see that I have a typical Enneagram picture with nine types around it. And in those nine types, I have either Barry's picture or John's picture. I've divided it up because they came out to me almost equally. And I put them each into the candidate of or the camp of which one I thought they might be most likely. So we'll look at Barry Manilow and we'll look at John Cougar Mellencamp. And I'll walk you through the process to figure out which one. And for me, there was no crossover between these two. Let me tell you, I guess, how I ended up in this particular conversation about this combination. Ariel and I just went to Vegas um, for her birthday, and we went to see her favorite musician of all time, Barry Manilow. Why it's her favorite, I have no idea. We're still happily married in spite of Barry Manilow. Uh, our musical taste is like oil and water. Hers basically ended in the 19... 70s maybe the early 80s with pop cheese ball singer songwriters and mine ended pretty much in the late 80s early 90s with gritty nasty hardcore rockers and in this scenario you have both i cannot think of more extreme concerts to go to I would have said like a Metallica or, you know, like Ozzy back in the day, biting the head off of a bat might be. But I don't think Ozzy's that extreme anymore. But John Cougar Mellencamp seems to be getting more extreme with age. I don't remember him as being this edgy and harsh as he was, but he was. And I'll tell you about the performance. I'll tell you about um, Barry's performance. And then we'll 
Um, actually, well, let's walk through the Enneagram types and I'll tell you about their performances. So anyways, we, we had a great time. It was night, um, Friday night, Saturday night. So it was back to back and just a study in contrast. And again, no overlap between these two guys in any way, shape or form that I could see. And that really makes for a great case study with the Enneagram. And you can see all nine types. And I'll, at the very end, I'll tell you which one I think each is, because we have a core type, even though we have all nine numbers within us. Okay, so let's start with Barry, since he's in the number one slot. I don't think he's a number one, though I do imagine it's part of his whole type, which is how we think, feel, and act, or certainly high up. And when you do an Enneagram test with me, you get all nine types. So if Barry takes one with me, Barry, give me a shout. Um, I would be willing to bet it's pretty high up there. Enneagram one, the perfectionist, the reformer, very methodical, very um, detail oriented. You can see that, you know, he's a songwriter extraordinaire. I mean, I think he's written more songs than most any other songwriter. He's um, he seems to me again. I, I've never read much about him. I don't know much about him. Ariella knows much more. He seems to me to be a perfectionist, just even the way he's he presents himself seems to have an attention and eye for detail again all hallmarks of the one and um, really put together a show that just was all the boxes checked even to the point where the last time i saw it it wasn't even as well put together as this one unfortunately i've seen him four times and each show seems to be getting better and better as he gets older and older by the way, I think he pays a lot of attention to his physical appearance, and I am sure he has spent a lot of resources on making those uh, as perfect as he thinks they are. I'm not so sure that No Wrinkles is perfect, but Barry seems to. And so you can see a lot of the one in this guy. Okay, moving on to the two. Oh, I was going to say before, um, the show has more and more attention to detail. So we sat in seats where they give you like little glow sticks and... They want you to participate in the show in different ways. So just a lot of attention to detail. Coming back to the two, which he's got a lot of two. Um, spoiler alert, I think he is a two. And that is the giver, the helper. That is the person who just loves to give. The shadow side is they, they have a deep need to be needed. And I think Barry is a two because... You can feel he wants to be loved by his audience. I don't think this is a surprise to any fanalos out there, but man, does he love you. He needs you, and I am not a fanalo, um, but I'm in love with the fanalo. So vicariously, I guess I am a fanalo. But there is this relationship that, sorry, that's me. Um, there's this relationship with the Enneagram 2 between them and whoever they're with. It's almost, if they don't stand guard against it, it can become a codependent relationship. And you can feel a codependency with some of the Fanalos and Barry Manilow. But at the end of the day, it's truly a person who just loves to give, um, wants to contribute. And when they can't contribute, they don't know who they are. I saw this with my grandmother, who reminds me of Barry. In fact, Booby. My grandmother, I call, just to piss off Ariella, I call Barry Booby Manilow because honestly, he's up there now moving like my Booby and he um, 
you know, he has, looks like he raided my boobie's wardrobe. But um, deeper level, my boobie at the end of her life, she was like 90 something. And she was still like cleaning the dishes at a party. She, she just couldn't stop giving. Now, to her detriment, you know, she had a hard time receiving. But man, could she, she just gave and gave and gave. And so you can feel that love coming from Barry Manilow as much as I have to say about him challenging to me. Um, it is quite lovely to see a man in his, I think he's 80, still giving, giving, giving. He is so young for his age. He's so spry, so energetic. Those are all hallmarks of it too. They have a lot to give and a, a lot of energy. That moves us into three. This would be my number two spot for him if I had to guess. I think he's a two with a very strong three wing. Although I could be see the case of a three with a very strong two wing. He's a performer. Threes are the achievers. They're the performers. They, they, they are the most image conscious of all types. So you can clearly see how that might fit the bill with Barry. Barry, his costumes are three-ish. The way he adapts and interacts with his audience. Um, there's also a a fakeness to the show like I've seen him four times and I've heard some of the same shtick in each show and that's a three thing you know so they might not be completely genuine if they're not careful um, but it's also part of what makes a great performer great because he knows how to put on a good show Barry puts on a great show everything about it is well thought through that's back to the one and the three which can look a lot alike but that three performer man he makes every penny worth it even if you don't like his music, it's worth the spectacle. So maybe he's a three. One, two, or three, I definitely think in two. Actually, I'm going to jump back up to nine because then we're... No, actually, we're not because I put him in seven as well. So let's keep moving around the Enneagram and we'll talk about John Cougar Mellencamp. Now, John Cougar Mellencamp is a dark figure. He's brooding. Um, what you see is not what you get. He is mysterious. He's got a mystique to him. This is all four. Two and three are the emotional types that are much lighter. Four is much darker. John Cougar Mellencamp, I don't think he is a four, but I do think when he feels, he feels like a four. So I think it's part of his whole type, or sometimes it's called tri-type. Um, but to me, John Cougar Mellencamp, I suppose I could just call him John Mellencamp now, since that's what he calls himself, is a four. I think it's where the darker aspects of his music comes from. Barry doesn't write like a four. Barry couldn't write like a four. He reminded us that his most famous song ever is Like a Good Neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, that's his most famous jingle. He also wrote, I am stuck on Band-Aid, because Band-Aid stuck on me. Oh my God, like a four wouldn't be caught dead right in those things. John has written so many dark, challenging songs. I mean, even his popular ones are, are not cheesy songs, but he's got a lot of music that is much more complex and dark. I don't think it's the most popular stuff. But if you're, I'm not a huge Mellencamp fan. I know maybe 20 of his songs. None of them are light and silly. Um, so definitely not a four, but a lot of four in John. All right, Mellencamp is a five. So, you know, he is a withdrawn figure. 
and four and five are the two most withdrawn types. Enneagram nine is withdrawn, but not like the four and the five. Four and the five are at the bottom of the Enneagram because they're, they're shadowy. They live in the shadows. And Mellencamp definitely is a shadowy figure, isolated. You can feel an isolation with him. You know, you don't know that much about John Mellencamp. He's not like one of these celebrities that have spent the time, their time in the limelight. Barry has. That's much more of a two or a three. But four and five tend to be more shadows. Um, five, the investigator, is much more of a deep thinker, much more quiet, cerebral. You can feel that with Mellencamp. You can tell he's thought through a lot. Now, I don't think he's a five. And I think if I'm going to talk about the way he thinks, he's probably more of a six in the way he thinks. But you can feel that quiet, isolationist piece of him that I could hear a case being made for the five. Moving into the six, at the end of the day, I think he is a six. But I think he's the not the non-traditional six. So of the sixes, the loyalists, there are really two types of six. There's the phobic six. That's more of the... Woody Allen six, the Larry David six, or the more, you know, charming version of that. So that could be like a Jennifer Aniston or a, I don't know, Adam Sandler maybe. But then you have the count, those are called the phobic sixes. And there's a, there's more of a palpable fear. Now, counterphobic six is still deal, dealing with fear. This is the fearful type, but they say screw you, or technically they'll say fuck you to their fear. And they'll look like a rebel. They'll look like an eight, we'll get there. So to me, he comes down to an eight or six. But um, counterphobic six is still dealing with fear. They just run towards the fear and they wanna present themselves as if they're not afraid. But in fact, it's coming from a place of fear. It just looks or manifests differently. The beginning of the show, which was really weird for, for Mellencamp, was all about um, his favorite movie actors, and his were John Wayne and um, what's his name? Rebel Without a Cause, uh, James Dean, and um, what's his name? The um, Godfather. Um, you know who he is. I know who he is. I just blanked on his name, but Brando, Marlon Brando. These are tough guys. Right now, they could either be eights or they could be counterphobic sixes. All of his heroes are counterphobic sixes or eights. And so you can feel this. Now you can also hear it because a counterphobic six or an eight is going to be the most likely to drop the F-bomb. I think Mellencamp said fuck in his um, show at least a dozen to two dozen times. I don't think Barry Manilow has ever uttered that word. And you could feel the difference between the two in their language. In the, in the words that they used. I mean, Barry's words were much more relationship, much more gushing with emotion. And Mellencamp is not an emotional guy. If he is, it's a dark brooding emotion. He's much more of a cerebral guy. He's much more of a, a gut, instinctual type. He is gruff and rough and unrefined. I think it's gotten more pronounced in older age. He doesn't look 70. Barry doesn't look 80. Barry looks about 40. And uh, Mellencamp looks about 90. He smokes cigarettes. He has smoked cigarettes, he said, every day since he was 10 years old. He looks like it. He's, he says he eats shit. I believe it. He doesn't care. 
He's got this screw you attitude. He even said at one point in the show to his audience, he told them essentially to shut the fuck up because they were annoying. He said it in an endearing way, but he said it because they were off. We were off um, key or we were off rhythm. And he said it was throwing him off. And so the guy literally told his audience to, to fuck off. Barry invited his audience in a thousand different ways to participate. Now, Ariella was horrified, probably not as horrified as when he hacked up a loogie and spit it on the floor. <laughs> Multiple times he spit on the stage because he, you know, and he had a, a handkerchief with him that he would spit into a few times as well. It was classic. It was a caricature of like a, a counterphobic six knowing what he was doing. And I sort of felt like it was by design. I think he likes the bad boy image. I think he has a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, and it, he covers it up. I think you can hear it in his music. There's an angst to it. Another counterphobic six musician, I think, is, um, is uh, Bruce Springsteen, who seems to be cut from the same cloth. But um, to me, Mellencamp is a little more rough. Anyways, at the end of the day, I felt this sort of piece of the six in him. The, the upside of the six, beautiful, loyalist, um, duty, serve, service, you know, um, just kind of everyday guy. And there is that small town piece of uh, Mellencamp that you can really feel coming through that's that six. He's um, been anti-war but not from a place of kind of dovishness, but more from a place of hypocrisy and defending the little guy. Um, but he feels like a type of guy who would have served, you know, back at 18 years old. He might have volunteered for the Marines or something like that. He's got that duty piece to him. Might put him up in the eight camp as well, so we'll talk about that. But really just um, an every everyday kind of guy, a man's man. It's down there in the sixth space. I think I'm going to end up with him down there, but we're not quite done. Enneagram 7 ain't, um, ain't definitely ain't Mellencamp. Maybe Manilow. I mean, I could see the case being made for Manilow of being a seven. He's got sevens and threes of the performers. Very different type of performance. Three is much more of a look at me. Seven is much more of a I'm free and unscripted. Manilow doesn't feel unscripted to me. He doesn't feel limitless. He feels constrained. Enneagram 7s, the, the enthusiasts, tend to resist restraints. They don't like restraints. The one piece I do feel like is Manilow is, you know, they don't go deep or dark. Again, they can, but I'm talking about the caricature and the, the reactive side. And Manilow doesn't feel like he likes to have the hard conversations. I don't think he wants to look in the mirror and see the wrinkles that John Mellencamp doesn't give a shit about. And um, you could even see it in the wardrobe. I mean, Mellencamp was wearing all black, sort of looked like Johnny Cash. And Manilow changed wardrobe at least 17 times, each one more sparkly than the next. So that seven piece could have that, but I felt a little too controlled to be a seven. So I don't think he was a seven, but you could feel the vibe. And then eight, definitely Mellencamp might be his number one slot, maybe his core type. Um, because there is that defend the little guy, that, that, that fuck you mentality, that 
shock value. I do think he said of what he said for shock. So I could hear the case being made for the eight. Um, there, but there's a lot of defender and justice in his in his message and his music. I think of his song, um, the authority song. I, I fight um, the authority, and the authority always wins. I've been doing it since I was a young, and then I come out grinning. So there is that element to him. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's a little more angsty and anxious than an eight might be. But you want to make the case for an eight? I'll buy into that. So for me, at the end of the day, uh, Mellencamp is either an Enneagram 8, the challenger, or an Enneagram sexual 6. Um, could also be see the case of a sexual 4. And by the way, 8, sexual 6, and sexual 4, I get mix, mixed up all the time when I'm typing people. And until you get to know the person and talk through, it's hard to tell. Because remember, the Enneagram deals with the why, motivation, why I'm doing what I'm doing, not what it looks like. But those three can look a lot alike. And last but not least, the Enneagram 9, the Peacemaker. I'm certain that it's not John Mellencamp. I don't think it's Barry Manilow, although he's got a lot of Peacemaker, quiet, reserved, um, just kind energy. Seems like a lovely person, does not want to make waves or rock the boat. I mean, listen to Barry's songs, like nothing in it is boat rocking. Everything in Mellencamp's is boat rocking. So, but I don't think at the end of the day he's a nine. I'm going to go with a two because I think if you push me, he's all about relationship. He's all about nurturing. He's all about serving and needing to be needed. And that very much is a two. So final answer, Barry Manilow, Enneagram two. Final answer, John Mellencamp, uh, sexual six, just because of that James Dean type vibe that he puts off. Hopefully this was interesting to you. Um, they're both great concerts for different reasons. I love Mellencamp's music. I did love Barry's performance, but that says a lot about their Enneagram type too. And I'm going to just keep going. I would love to pair up more to kind of bring to life the Enneagram. I think it's a good way to go about both learning the Enneagram, learning about people in our pop culture, but also about how to go through a process of typing other people or yourself not to reduce anybody to a number. You are not a number, they are not a number, but to figure out where we go in with reaction so we can stop reacting. And as my teacher, Victor Frankel, says, to respond, to become responsible, able to respond, choose our response, defying our number. So defy your number, live your spirit, and I will see you in the next video or talk to you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to Center for Spirituality, Meaning, and Healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, keep living your fine spirit.